0: Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by our Bastia Cruel Dubai. Ah, oh, welcome back. Nearly, you nearly got proof that we do actually eat the croissants on this programme. But I'm not happy with the freshness. I am happy with my guest, special guest, Nikki Henderson. Morning! Good, good morning and welcome. You said to me earlier in the week, if I come on your programme, you can guarantee that I'll get out of your beaten on Saturday. It didn't happen, we didn't bock
1: you. What a wonderful day. It was a great day. It was wet, wasn't it? But, um no, it was great to see him back like that. Um, he had been in great form, I have to admit. We'd had a good preparation, but it was testing old stuff. So it mm. was, for, it was for brave boys as well as good boys. He is good. He is brave. Um, how is he this morning? Because he lost a shoe yesterday, didn't he? He did. He, I, mean, I have to say, he wasn't quite sound this morning when they put the shoe back on. But it's just come back off, and they're to say they're perfectly happy. It'll be just a poultice, and he'll be fine. But it just goes
0: to show the anxieties of being a racehorse trainer. You're, you're full of elation and. Well, he actually did, he did exactly
1: this on the Monday before the Champion Chase, mm. and, and he was he was lame on the Monday morning, but he was sound on the Tuesday, so these things happen, they're only just to make life a little bit more stressful. Is, it, is he one of those, has he got an inclination to do that? No, that, that, that was or... just bad luck, he lost a shoe in the race. That doesn't matter, I mean, it, losing a shoe in, a, in that sort of ground, A, it's very easy to, it's it's stuck somewhere down in Asia. Um, uh, but it, it, it doesn't affect them, I mean, you keep reading about lost shoe, well, losing shoes in that ground makes no difference, it, it, it doesn't, they don't, you could run without them to be honest with you. Now,
0: we've looked at this extensively, but it's well worth looking at time and time again, and Katie Walsh made the point, and you made the point to the owners of the runner-up that So really made it a great horse race and, and gave us context, gave us a, an idea of what Altior had actually achieved.
1: It was. I Earned this, So in this ground is... I remember when Sprinter had a, in the champion chase in his comeback year, year, where the ground had quickened up, and, and you know that Earned this, isn't that... You know, fast, he's not a top of the ground horse, but when he gets that sort of ground, um, he's a very, very hard horse to get past. And when you've got Ruby um, dictating a race like this, you know you've also got a problem on your hands because he's the past master at, mm. at, at, at pace judgment and he, he's put the race in, he's got it. Exactly where he wants it. He can stack it up. He can quicken it up. He can slow it down, and he's he's very very good at it. But Nico was very cool there, um, and you know he's just eased him into it. And he always had that. Luckily, he does have gears, and and even in that ground, they did to an extent work. After the last, he went he went well away, and that was impressive. You mentioned Nico, and it, it's an interesting
0: point this because he's been associated latterly. Uh, as the rider of Sprinter Sacra on the race course. Prior to that, the rider of Sprinter Sacra off the race course. Now he's the regular partner of Altior. He's ridden some of your very best horses to great success. He's got an amazing record at the, at the Cheltenham Festival, yet he chooses to keep quite a, a low profile. And, uh, do you think it's that and his cool-headedness that has actually enabled him to get where he's got? I
1: think he is. I mean, he's, he's become... not He always was a very good horseman. Um, now I think he's become a very tactically savvy jockey. Um, he's very good at race reading um, and judgment. Um, he knows all our horses very well. And, I mean, he's sort of, he's a very loyal, He he, he he's virtually with us every day. I mean, there are lots of days, nothing happening, go and do something else. But he knows the horses inside out. Because he's with them mm. every day, he's schooling most, and we've got a great team of jockeys. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic squad, um, and they all do their bit. You can't just have one man. You, we need lots, and um, but he, he does his homework. He knows his horses. He knows what everybody else is doing. Um, and I think he's become very streetwise throughout a race, as well as being a, a super horseman. I, I mean, I don't think anybody is better over an obstacle than he is, and it's a joy to watch. But w- watching Altior Schooling the other morning, I can't say that was a joy. It was it was wonderful, it was spectacular, but it was scary. In, in what way? Well, he jumped five fences and that was very good. I would have left it at that, but he hadn't got inside the wings in any f- at all five fences. Nicker said he wanted to do it again. I didn't really see the point, but if he thought he needed to do it again, fine. He did it again, he just did it 50 miles an hour faster. And it was, but again, he just got close to one. He's so quick in and out. He is very accurate with his jumping now. He just, he only did one silly thing yesterday, which was at that first ditch. I mean, he jumped about eight foot over it. Well, he did it there before. Mm. It was a wonderful picture, but he got too high yesterday and, and nearly didn't come far enough out the other side. But as Nico said, then he went straight to the downhill fence and winged it. And because that mistake just sort of... Here we go. I've got to concentrate.
0: Oh! <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, but it, well, does, it does give you an indication of the, the, the almost extraordinary, extraterrestrial scope this
1: horse has. He has, has got that the scope. reach. Yeah, he has, and he can come from anywhere. Um, and, and when you're jumping out of that ground, don't forget, it's even harder, you know, say what we were schooling on and what he was racing on are two completely different things. Um, that is hard work to jump out of that ground. Um, and I mean, it's the same for all of them. But you've got you've got, to, you've got to, that if you've got that scope, it, it 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 gets you out of all sorts of trouble.
0: Now we were being very mischievous earlier on, teasing you about whether this horse might turn up in a in a King George, and of course it would be something that would sell out the track three times over and we'd all love to see it. Is, it. is it a realistic possibility, do you think?
1: Well, on the grounds that we knew the question was going to arise this morning, um, we, Nico, Pat and Chris Pugh, and myself, we sat down after racing last night and had a long, a long discussion. And certainly, I mean, it's been... I think I think Pat would say, come on, what have we got to lose? My worry would actually be more than anything, I'd love to have a go. If it was in a month's time, I don't think there'd be any doubt we would. Mm. I cannot believe that for whatever, however comfortably he might have won yesterday, that he is going to come out of that in 17 days' time. And, you know, not a little bruised from yesterday. Um, Going that gallop in heavy ground has to have taken something out of him. And it's his first run. I always think they need a little bit more time. You you, you don't want to come back too quick after your first run. Um, It's very tempting, and we we left him in on Tuesday. So you know, we've still—I don't say we we ruled it out last night, but we virtually did. Um, He's got time on his side, and I know we can be accused of wrapping him up in cotton wool, but. You know, there's a one obvious race for him um, at Cheltenham, which is the is the is the champion chase, and I mean that's the only thing that really matters. There are things we can do, we'd like to do afterwards. Um, one day, I I think certainly I'd I'd like to take it. You'd like to go to two and a half first, but that wouldn't prove an awful lot. He's going to get that. We know that. Aintree wouldn't really tell us a whole heap, would it? Um, by going two and a half round there. Um, so, as I say, if it was in a month's time um, and on decent ground, I'd say we would almost certainly be doing it. But I think 17 days is a is a tall order. Um, and I'm afraid, like i got to say, that I suspect it's very unlikely. If he ends up running over further... Is he the
0: sort of horse that you think is so adaptable and settles so well and is such a complete athlete that you could
1: almost see him winning a Gold Cup? Well, you know, Paul has done it with those horses that have won this, the, the, the quarter stars and things could do the same thing, and I do think he could. I don't know about a Gold Cup. I think three and a quarter round Cheltenham, especially if it was soft, like you right. saw it last year, um, you've got to stay. And you've got to stay really really well. Don't forget. I don't think, just because the King George is round Kempton, I remember Mick always said this, it's actually, you probably have to stay every bit as well round Kempton as you do round Cheltenham. Well
0: you've had some brilliant horses beaten in the King George, Remittance Man didn't stay in the King George, Travado exactly. didn't stay in the King George, yeah. came there cantering to our- Yeah.
1: Because you never get a breather, it's a, it's a flat-out gallop from Blackfall. Mm. There are no breathers, theres no spaces there's there's no room to take a break you've got to just gallop for three miles on a lot of these other courses like Cheltenham you know, you've always got places you can just have a little fill up mm. um and um just put round Kempton there is none you've just gotta bust yourself and you've got to stay every bit it's not it's it's a fallacy to think that because it's on an easy Three miles—that you don't need to stay properly. You need to stay every bit as well.
0: Now, Nicky, you're—you're in your thirty-ninth, fortieth season with a—with
1: a license. We've got, yeah, forty. Frightening.
0: And it's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, and you're now at a stage of your career where you've probably had as good a team of, of horses as you've ever ever had in the past, going back to all the glory days through the last 10 years, going back to some of the great days in the, in the 1980s, even some of the good horses that you started with. How does it come to pass that at 60-something, you're, you're in a better, stronger, more dominant, more hungry position than you were
1: at 20-something?
0: Yeah.
1: We are very lucky at the moment because it's, a, it's an extraordinary squad. It's not just those three horses, Bouvardere and Altior and Mike Bite but there's a there's a there's a lot of strength in the depth. I think the novice chasers are good this year um novice hurdlers look very very nice some lovely horses to come out shortly um I don't know if it comes along. We've got a fantastic team of owners that allow us these horses, mm. whether they've bought them, bred them um but you do i I think sometimes you get a bunch i mean We must be sort of thinking of going on forever. We spent the whole of the summer buying unbroken three-rolls, which probably won't be any good for another five years. So I must be thinking we're sort of... (laughs) We're a long way from... from sort of drawing stumps on it and, you know, enjoy it as much as you ever do. And if you've got these horses, you'd be be an idiot not to enjoy it. But it has its... its, um, it it brings the pressure onto you, doesn't it? I mean, but on the other hand, if people didn't want to talk the whole time and and put you know put you in that position, then then it's time to give up. But you either thrive on, on that pressure and feed off it and get the buzz off
0: it and it keeps you going, or you crumble under it. And evidently, you fall into the former category.
1: Well, as I say, I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm surrounded by all the right things i'm surrounded by a fantastic lot of very very loyal owners who've been many of which have been with us for years and obviously the team at home and they're brilliant um and you know i really can rely on them they've, they've they're mountains of experience and knowledge and they make my job so much easier and you can enjoy it i can you know i can enjoy it um you have the bad days um, we all, everybody does. Um, how bad? Well, don't need to go into the, the worst scenarios and just the things that, that go wrong at the wrong moment. And um, But if you've got a squad that, of horses that like this, you've you've always got something to look forward to. I mean, we've just had three weekends on the trot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a bit of a bloody nose at Haydock um, with Might Bite. Um but he'll be back. He scored great this week. He was he was fantastic. So he'll be back for the King George. Um and with there and Altio, we know roughly where we're going. Um but as I said there's a there's a there's a lot of talent down the line. I think they bring each other along. I think good horses make good horses. Mm. Um we had those great years just before. The amazing thing is that Altio has come on right behind Sprinter Sacra and To have two horses like them in a lifetime is is lucky. To have them consecutive, where they literally take one's taken over from the other, is. And I think you have to say this fellow's getting. I've always said they were very big shoes that would be very difficult to fill, but he is. He's he's sort of stepping towards it. Mm. Should we just get
0: our cards on the table and figure out which one's better?
1: (laughs) I would never. I mean, it, it took me a long time to say Sprinter was the best I ever had, but I always knew he was. Um, and in his two primes, I mean, there were two parts to his career. Well, his now his first prime, he was clearly, he was, he was clearly capable in that of freakish things. Yeah. In his second prime, he was a seriously good horse. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He, he he never got back to his very best. Although I think, funny enough, when he won the Celebration Chase after his uh, Champion Chase, mm. I thought he was very nearly Close back to, to his best. But. Um, you, you can't compare them. That the, this horse. Well, I was you sure. you can compare them actually. Well, I can. <laughs> I mean, actually, I'll put Simon Siggy in the in the throw because he was in in there uh, with in Sprinter and when they were together, they were two phenomenal horses. Um, and I know Simon Siggy won the uh, the the uh, Neptune and 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 an and then unfortunately he was fraught with problems, um, but. Altior, he has—he really does have speed. Um, I've nothing that will, you know, we can work him with horses, but I've nothing that seriously can can go with him. I so mean, how do you how do you train him then? If you've got well, you 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 can. I mean, and you're not sacrificing other horses. You just have to. We I took him to Newbury on for the on the lab morning just you know the ten days before, and actually I, he he went round on his own that day. He didn't need. A competitive gallop, where over there did jump a few in, like the old no, the old, I've never done the old that. Pacemakers no, exactly. In the, exactly. it, the long distance races, out. one takes him for the first half mm-hmm. of the gallop. No, you don't need to do that. I mean, he does his work. Um, Toby, Laws, our assistant, Um he rides him every day. Now he's heavier than yeah, he's a, a tall lot of guy. He's heavy. a tall guy, and he has to come off on work mornings and schooling and everything. When Nico takes over on that, but actually by him riding him. In his everyday canters you're probably finding it because he's carrying a couple of stone more than than say the the the, the uh, normal riders. Um, if he was if he was carrying nine stone every morning, he would he as well off staying in bed. It's very interesting listening to you talking about these horses because it, it
0: strikes me perhaps more than more than anyone you have a you get a real kick out of the 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 intricacies. Of training the horses and I've seen you on a, a schooling ground and when you're working horses on a work morning it can appear to be quite frenetic and you've got your brain in 16 different places at the same time but is that what kind of is that what drives you or is, it, or is it just the idea of
1: winning that drives you? No I love the horses and I think just actually being at home is is as much as the fun you know the last we only got on the grass 10 days ago for the first time it was December before we touched grass I've never, never known that in, in in those 40 years. I mean, it's ridiculous. And that's that's tested us because we have our own sort of way of doing it. So we've had to improvise. And to be fair, it's sort of, it proves that there are all sorts of ways of doing it because the horses have been, they've actually been good all the way through. But I like grass because we're very lucky we have the facilities um, and they're wonderful gallops. Mm. And like yesterday morning, we worked forty something first, lotland Lots of j- lots of jockeys, lots of fun, and beautiful ground. Um, and as I say, I've got a lot of sort of right hand and Charlie Morlock. I mean, he's a he is sort of indispensable. He knows how I think. He's been with us a long time and trained himself, and, and he is a fantastic ADC who is literally right beside me the whole way through every day. Um, and it's not to say that Corky is still there and a, and a whole team of, you know, I can delegate. I think I've got a little bit better at it. I wouldn't say I've got good at it. Um, but, you know, the, the office goes great and, and everything, it, it ticks. And everybody knows their roles. And um, I think we all understand each other. And, when you've got the horses, I think everybody gets that buzz out of it. Um, and that makes it all, it keeps everybody adrenaline, and you're looking forward to it always. So it's
0: essentially, it's the it's the training of the animals that, that motivated you initially, rather than just being a naturally competitive person. Because I've asked loads of trainers here who've been successful, what they were like, and they say, "Well, I was always competitive as a child. I always wanted to win. I had to win at everything, or I had to win at pony club, or I had to win at school. I had to come first in the running race." W- were you like that as a youngster? Were you a, uh, or,
1: or or were you quite sort of easy come, easy go? I think I probably was more easy come, easy go. Um, this is a different game, though. I mean, it, I, I think here, you of course, you're competitive. Mm. Uh, I get, you know, people say. I, I, You know, you go through this every day. Does it actually just become a normal sort of thing? No, it doesn't. It frightens you to death. and It doesn't matter whether it's the novice hurdle at Huntington this afternoon or or, or, or Altior. Obviously, you get more jazzed up about these big boys because there's a lot at stake, Um, not just prize money. But, you know, and again, while he's unbeaten, you'd sort of want to try and protect him, but... Um, And I think yesterday, you know, the crowd was fantastic. Mm. Um, And, you know, as they start to appreciate him, like Sprinter was, you know, you take a lot of pride in that. Um, He's our boy, and um, we have a job to mind him, um, which is a pleasure. Uh, That's not a chore, I can assure you, but... Um, it's just great that that gives you a lot of satisfaction when it goes right like that and people have appreciated it. And that's what racing is all about and if it's good for racing It's good for me. Is it sometimes hard when you get almost too attached to
0: a horse when you know what you're then asking them to do in the would well, you know funny enough you, did,
1: you know you don't necessarily get attached to the um, to, to the to the very to the very good ones Um and there are a lot of horses you'd become very fond of for different reasons, um, and if you had a sort of straw pole in the yard, it wouldn't all be about sprinter sacros and bruvidaires. there'd be others that people would say would be their favorite horse on the place. They could be characters or and, and it 's great there 's such a diversity. Um, but sure, the old boys the, well, the big boys anyway, because they 're not that old. And I think that's the other thing with Altshaw. You know, he has got... You could easily give this another year before we thought about three miles.
0: Is there, I mean, it, is there a horse, for example, that you're particularly fond of at the moment for no other reason than you happen to be fond of the horse and it, it
1: either I think tries it, to bite you or kick you or you love it? or it, well, <laughs> You do. I think, I think a lot of people are telling you that top-notch is a horse I adore because he's just a great little battler um, and he'd, 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 he'd die for you. Um, he's not very big and sometimes I don't think he's particularly good, but um, he is, he, he's very, he is very good, but he just never stops trying, and he's the same at home. Another other horses just entertain you in the mornings. I mean, Thomas Campbell who runs this afternoon, is a complete reprobate. He, he is, a, when if there's a kerfuffle or a confusion or something going on, you can guarantee that Thomas is in the middle of it. Um, He he runs a very good novice chase at Huntington this afternoon. Again, he's not very big, um, and he sometimes doesn't behave very well, but he entertains me. He keeps you on your toes, certainly. What else entertains you, apart from horses? Well, as you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy life. I I can... I enjoy the whole thing. I mean, we like to have a... we can have a good time. We've got to take it very seriously. Uh, we work hard. We probably play quite hard, but um, <laughs> it's it's fun. It's a social world, and I enjoy that. I love the people that are involved in it. We're a lot of friends, and we can do a lot of things together. But we're very lucky because we all do something we really enjoy. And sadly, one or two of what were my great friends are, 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 are you know are no longer with us. Um... But as I say, you can still go to the races every day or go out to lunch every day or whatever you want to do with with mates and you don't have to talk horses all the time. We can do lots of other things. Who do you have the most fun with? Well, my neighbor, Barry Hills, is probably the, you know, I see a lot of him We're next, it's not because we actually live next door to each other. I mean, he's a mile down the road, so that's comfortable. But Vinci and I talk every day there in France at the moment. And you know we work together a lot as well um so there 's just a general it 's all good fun, and, and labwan 's a great place everybody there 's a lot of camaraderie there 's a lot of you know all of us always winding me up, and vice versa and um I, th- I just think we all get along very very well, and everybody has a sense of pride in the village and It's a, you know, everybody supports it. I think like, and and I didn't dare watch it from anywhere. Bouvedere's race the other day at at Newcastle. They said that in the owners and trainers place, the whole place absolutely erupted, which it it is great when people sort of support them like that. and, Mm. And there is a general feeling of, you know, good horses and friends and it's a great game.
0: Uh, the, the interesting thing that strikes me about you, and as I was saying, you, you're more successful now than you, you ever have been, even though you've, you've, been, you've been training for 40 years, is that you, you could look back at the trainer's table in 1984-5 when you were, you, you were winning champion hurdles and you were champion trainer then, and look at the trainer's table. Now, there wouldn't be a single name on there that, 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 is, that is common to, to both generations apart from yours. Um, but it doesn't strike me that you're a great one for nostalgia, that you're not a great one for kind of misty-eyed looking back into the mist of time thinking it was all much better in those days?
1: I don't think it was any better. It was it was a completely different game. You, you can, it's much it's much tougher now. There's no doubt about that. But first of all, because we're all training a completely different number of horses. In those days, 50, 60 horses was maximum. Now, I admit, you've got to put a one in front of that. And therefore, you have got to You've got to be more on the ball. We used to go and have a, um, you know, we'd, we'd go and take a week off in January and go and have some sunshine and not worry about, you know, not say not worry about it, but it, 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 we seem to do it. I wouldn't think about doing it uh, now. You just couldn't. It's... Um, so You
0: have you actually got to be a better trainer? Have you almost had to reinvent yourself? Well, you've had to go evolved. with the times.
1: I think, you, as, as you see, with a lot of young... Very, very good young trainers coming in. They've been round the world, um, getting all the new well, not methods, but your know, technology moves on. It does. Finding it's, an edge. It, it, there is an edge, and you can see the boys that are coming in. They're very talented. I mean, and and they're all going to be the champion trainers galore out there, and they're snapping away already. It's it's very easy to see it, and and. Yeah, I suppose when I came started, I was the sort of the the young buck, probably annoying the old boys. Um, I remember beating Fred one year in the champion in the trainers' championship, mm. and as much as he was always fantastic to me and always encouraging, but I bet I annoyed him intensely. Uh, I mean, we had a fierce last month of the season, and it was tense. Um, there was there was definitely rivalry, and there was with. Fred and Fouke Warwick, when I was at Fred's, you know, there was there was only a dividing wall. It was called Over the Wall. And as much as they were very good friends, the rivalry was intense. Pretty tribal. It was, indeed. And uh, But they were great days. And I don't suppose on that score anything's really changed. Yeah. But the world's moved on um, with all sorts, and you've got to keep up with the times. So we're all having to, as I say, we're always trying to improve our whatever we can, we're always trying to, this year we put in a new schooling ground, thank goodness, because we haven't been able to school on grass until a week ago. So we've invented, we've got James Potter, one of a lovely owner of ours, he makes a carpet gallop and we put that in and we've used it solidly for schooling and it's been a fantastic addition Um, and thank goodness I did go ahead with that this year because we really would have been in trouble through that dry autumn. But that's helped, and we've put in new gallops and treadmills, and you've got to keep up with the times. What's your single biggest strength as a trainer? I think where I'm lucky is that because I have the owners I have, I can afford to be patient with them. Um, Nothing gets... I mean, obviously, everybody wants to run tomorrow, but I could get away with, with waiting with some of these young horses that that do need time. I think if you'd taken um, Mike Bite as a young horse and we ran him once over fences and he absolutely hated it and had to put him back over hurdles for a year. But it paid off. And I think everybody understood what I was doing and they allow you to do it. Um, it's a matter of trust. But as I say, more than anything with with our own, it's it's, it's all about friendship as well. And, and we enjoy doing it together. And so that's what... That's what we can do, and I think that's what enables us to try and do the right thing.
0: Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Albastia Cruel Dubai.